Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. This is Jesse from Kitchener Famous with Jesse and Jay coming at you with a quick Christmas announcement. Just in time for the holiday season this year, we've got some new merch available on all of our social media platforms. So check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram to see what we've got for you this holiday season. So from all of us at the show, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and now let's get back to the show. You're about to listen to part two of the Kitchener Famous podcast with Jesse and Jay, featuring Stacey Lee and Shane Gousset and Paul Weber. Now sit back and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, this is Kitchener Famous. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. And. Uh, <laughs> We've got our, uh, our weekend warrior uh, down here. He's a and warrior, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and not just on weekends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul heard... Weaver, everybody. Welcome, Paul. Great to be here. With, great to be here with you all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is, a, this is an honor for us. We're, yeah. glad, we're glad to be here. Your what hair is a podcast? Your bro? hair looks great. <laughs> Jay, you want to explain to him what a podcast is? Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, I did think one once, a, but I, I, I think was, he's being years ago. too. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I asked him what a podcast was, and they just all laughed at me. <laughs> I thought it was something to do with fishing. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I got my first question's got to be: uh, What do you think of Stacy's hair? <laughs> it's very um, flat. Uh, thank you. It's very nice, actually. Thank you very uh, much. She often gives me a rough time about it. I am vocal about I her hair. Listen to me. He says I give him a rough time. <laughs> but now it's gotten to the point when it's nice. I don't I even can spot you. nice. Yeah. When it's nice, and I say your hair looks nice, she just looks at me. Sometimes she even says worse than that. I sometimes I do. Sometimes it is I do. Cussin Tuesday, it is cussing Tuesday. It is cussing Tuesday, so you're okay. Yeah, you can right. you can yeah. swear if you need to. We forgot Those about that. Good Sorry, cussing famous. That I, I had a Floydian slip. Yeah. It's cussing yeah. famous with uh, Jesse and Jason. Uh, feel free. Yeah, yeah. Cuss her till you're famous. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. I'm in. All right. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you since the great show you did at our place. Oh, I know. I you guys find you people are still talking about it do they that yeah, was and, and in a good way too oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was really 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 good a great crowd and a great job yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a fun little afternoon yeah neil young yeah, yeah. well we did a little neil young and uh yeah. remember you said a couple things to me actually you said uh country bands and country players they don't like neil young well we didn't in the day and it was kind of odd and it's embarrassing now because knowing uh now how great a songwriter I'll, I'll quit right there. Yeah. He's, a great, he's a great songwriter. That's it. But in, in the old days, like we just, uh, you know, everybody made fun. No, nothing seemed to be in tune. He didn't, he didn't sing like the rest of us and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you know what? We weren't very open-minded when you when you look back on it now. And uh, yeah, I can appreciate him now. Well, I, and one thing that that stood out to me, you said to me uh, that gig, you said that, uh, what is it? Are you ready for the weekend? You said is that a Neil Young tune. Because right? I guess you played you played that song before. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so there was a lot of tunes I heard that day that you guys did that I didn't realize were. were yeah, his. yeah, yeah. That was great, man. Well, the Commercial Tavern, man. That's 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 your baby. That's it's legendary. Uh, we've, we've had some fun. Yeah. Sure. It, yeah. Well, speaking we, of, hold on, hold on. Let me just allow mm. me here. We just gonna. There, oh, yeah. oh, there we go. That's great. Now oh, I feel at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we, we were talking earlier about uh, the Grand Ole Opry and uh, mm. what, a, what a place it is. And so, for me, Commercial Tavern is like. You well, know, that's very kind of you. We've uh, we've been very lucky, and it was you know it was a mainstay uh, for many years before we got there. We just tried to carry it on. Yeah. 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 All right, we're gonna dip into your history here, Paul. It says here you've been singing country music since childhood, cutting your teeth in a family band. Headed up by your old man, Smokey Weber. Yep. Now, did he go by Weber? Did he go by Weber like this guy? No, we, we pronounce it right. <laughs> yeah, we pronounce okay. it <laughs> Some of them went astray. So you're, and, so uh, you're Dutch Mennonite. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm English Anglican. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, because you spell it the same, don't you? Yeah. Uh, no, two No, bees. he's got two Well, that, that's why he's Weber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes perfect sense now. I thought yeah. it was his feet. All of a sudden, it all comes together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the webbing between his toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the water here, man. So, <laughs> so what, uh, how did it start for you? How did country music come into your life? Uh, at what well, age? Well, dad, uh, dad had a weekend bed with his brother, my uncle Jim, and uh, 
They were called the Smoky Mountain Boys in the day until Uncle Jim left, and then they made it the Smoky Mountaineers because my sister joined the band, my sister Susan. But uh, So I had a weekend. I had my own weekend band when I was about 16 because there was no room in the family band. They just had... Uh, they needed so many pieces, and uh, so I started uh, playing weekends and stuff like that in, in uh, bands. In fact, uh, the commercial tavern was one of the jobs we played for my Uncle Vic, my mom's brother. And I was playing with a group of guys, uh, Floyd Martin and the Country Kings, they were called. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything was going fine until there was a bad, bad little misunderstanding one night, and we all wound up in a bit of a scrap with some... <laughs> Farm boys, they knocked. Remember the old Sure columns that everybody had? Yeah, oh yeah. So they all wound up on the stage, and we all wound up in the crowd. And and when uh, the boys in blue came, I was uh, 16 years old, and the only one underage on stage. They all thought I was 20, 21. Nobody ever talked about it. Uh oh. So uh, my uncle barred me for life from the bar. <laughs> so the story goes that I had to buy it to get back in. It. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, then the band all. They all quit. They didn't fire me. They just all quit. <laughs> That's a different way of getting rid of somebody. I was say, yeah. Yeah. That's extreme, man. Exactly. Well, it might have been the safest way. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Yeah, you're Come the here. last man standing. Man. That's Whatever. right. So, Come here, so that was the start of it. Yeah, then I got my own band, uh, Country Gold, that was called. And then that was a short-lived. And then Joe Firth, my brother was already on the road playing pedal steel, my brother Mike with uh, Joe. Yeah, that's the Promised Land? Promised Land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, about a year after Mike started, they needed a bass player. And uh, I wasn't a bass player, but uh, you can make a bass player pretty quick. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> generally about, One about five, the 16th eh? night. I, I've of done a, it once with Jay, actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> Usually on about the 16th night of a 13-week tour, you're a bass player. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> bass player is just like a bull rider. They used to say that you start with a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> and every time you play a night on bass or ride a bull, you spit one marble out. And when all the marbles are gone, you're a bass player. <laughs> well, there's a great interview with uh, so a anyway, great interview with Willie Nelson where he's talking about the, uh, Ray Price offering him a gig. Uh -huh. and he said, well, do you play bass? And he said, well, doesn't everybody? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they all did. Paycheck, they all started the same way. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah, it was, uh, so anyway, that was on the road with Joe for about seven and a half years, I think. And then, uh, then I got my own band and, uh, Paul Weaver and Top Hand and I was on the road for 22 years and we were working 50 weeks a year of six and seven nighters. So, wow. and then the road started to change and we could see it, uh, kind of falling apart. There was not so many six and seven night gigs anymore. And, uh. I just, my brother had gotten off the road about 10 years before me and bought a bar in New Hamburg. So I just uh, kind of looked things over and I, and I found out that my uncle's old bar in, in Maryhill was for sale. And uh, at that point, I decided to quit the road before it quit me because I could see it. I could see it coming at that time. So. Yeah, is that right, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So that was in 96 I got off the road. Okay. 96. What, you guys come from around here then, or where are you born? I was born in Kitchener, raised in Cambridge. Is that right? Yeah. 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 We moved out of, we were on River Road in Kitchener just as the expressway was being built, going yeah. through Wellington Street and everything. Yeah. And we had some horses, and Dad wanted a little more land, so we decided to get out of Dodge, and we moved out uh, just up the road from Leisure Lodge, where Leisure Lodge used to be. You guys are probably too young to remember the, the days. Yeah. yeah. Down... Uh, down off Speedsville Road where Angelstone all that used to be, there was a big yeah. nightclub there called uh, Leisure Lodge, and they'd bring in big band stuff. And oh, okay. Like, I don't remember it. Mom, Mom and Dad talked about it. But. So anyway, we lived there for a lot of years. and Kind of did your thing. And uh, that's where that came from. That's hmm. excellent. Is that it, then? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a podcast. <laughs> that's a podcast, that's a podcast right podcast. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, how, how about uh, these two here? How, how about the, how the West... <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. How'd Western Swing I, I didn't even know they were going to be here. I wouldn't have came. <laughs> You're stuck now. Western Swing. I met Shane. Now, let's see if they, I want to see if your stories match up. Shane I met Shane. Story. I think uh, I probably started doing a Thursday night jam um, this first week I was there when I got the bar in October of 96. And I, I think it was fairly 
soon into that time. And in those days, we had the full, my, my full band that I was on the road with doing the doing the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And the, is that top hand? Mm-hmm. Top hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, cool. So uh, then we started the jam, and it was, in those days, everything was packed. I mean, it was packed any night you played. And uh, so we'd get people up, and we'd be on stage all night long, but I got I got a note or something saying that we got three guys want to get up and play. <laughs> uh, they needed a bass player. How odd is that that there's we didn't not have enough any bass marbles. <laughs> So I sat in and played bass with him, and it was Shane with his uh, odd-looking little electric fiddle, right? Yeah. I'd never seen one. <laughs> and, uh, and, and two of his buddies. One guy was real tall, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah and uh, they played, uh, what you say, two or three songs that we, we played along, maybe three or four songs, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think we did three. And then... Uh, Shane said, well, that's that's all we, the guys really know or whatever. They're going to get down. And I said, well, why don't you stay? Because I didn't know who he was. And I said, why don't you stay and uh, sit in with us? So he stayed and played the rest of the night with us probably another hour and a half or so. Right. <laughs> and at the word end of the night, <laughs> I mean, needless to say, we were, we were very impressed. So with you know him. we're telling the truth, right? Yeah, yeah that was word at, the, for word. <laughs> at the end of the night, he, uh, everybody was leaving. I said, uh, why don't you write your name down if you ever... Uh, I ever need a fiddle player on a weekend or something? He's sure. So he went to my phone book. I didn't even write it down, and he, I sure he put it in. Right on. I didn't see his last name. I didn't know anything. And by then, I probably forgot his first name too. The way I, <laughs> names. I just knew he could play fiddle. And uh, the next day, my sister called me, and she said, uh, "She said, you know who that was on stage with us last night?" I said, oh, "Yeah, one of the real good, good young fiddle players who it was." He said, "No, he's he's one of the Goose family." He's Shane from the Gousset family, and at that point, and that that point, I got a, a total, a whole new respect for him in particular, in that we knew he could play. There was right. no doubt about that. Um, which also brings us to that. Now I know you can play. Let's go have a drink. I forgot about that part. <laughs> Literally word for yeah. word. Yeah. But anyway, awesome. uh, no. like, that's so perfect. Uh, we, uh, but what I loved about it was so many people you meet, they, they drop names, and you yeah. know. If they don't tell you who they are, they tell you who they played with. Right. And, and we yeah. all do it. You know, and I and yeah. I think it happens. Memory yeah. does that because we're you know, most people are proud of what we've done musically over the years and uh and since those days are vanishing, we're vanishing even before the last eight months, you tend to talk about it a lot because yeah. that's what memory does. But yeah, we we had a few drinks that night and uh he doesn't drink as good as he plays. <laughs> well, well, we he does not. We did, want a- we did want to ask you this, Paul. When uh, you went up to the table and you saw the three of these three of these kids sitting here, what did they end up telling you they called themselves? I can't even say. I don't think. Yeah. No, you can. You can. It's it's no, Cussin' or Famous. That's you were going to call Oh, us. the pigs, uh, the pig something, right? Yeah, Cussin' or Famous. Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> Cussin' Tuesday. You can say pig fuckers. I already said it. Yeah. yeah, you came up. You said you guys got a name. I yeah. said no, and he said, "Well, are you playing?" To-? I said, "We're not a band." He said, "Are well, you playing together tonight?" Well, yeah. Well, then you're a band, so you need a name. You don't come up with one. I'm just gonna call you the Pig Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, well, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a choice between that and chicken shit. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you didn't look chicken shit, so. yeah. but you did look. Like- I think <laughs> <laughs> he did look like a crowd of pig fuckers. <laughs> There was a tall one. There was one that could play fiddle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, isn't it funny looking back? They all pigs, so yeah. Looking back on those days, well. But that's that's how it started. And then then right away, I think, you started coming and doing weekends with it. Like mm. You'd do a Friday, Saturday night with us. And, wow. Uh, Putting you right through the ring. And then, yeah. then she and came And then along. I came along. Yeah. Sorry I don't even want to talk about that. Because yeah. I'm, just, I'm just about over it. And uh, <laughs> she stirs up a lot of old raw memories. I know. It's tough. Do you, but we did actually talk, to, and she didn't remember. And I, I'm still, I thought about this coming over here. Yeah. I still be- believe that you were in that talent contest. That Gary, I think I was. I that Gary right. Buck put on. I think you're right, I did. Gary called me from somewhere to say that they were doing a Canada-wide uh, talent contest, singing contest. Mm-hmm. And uh, representatives from every province, but their their venue fell through. So with about I don't know six or seven weeks' notice, they wanted to come there to our place, mm-hmm. which was fine. And uh, I think I did. You're right. And I'm 
you know, we, we talked about this last time know, we talked, and, and it I was did. foggy for you. And most things are foggy for me, but I remember that night. And uh, they had a panel of judges. Um, yeah. I think Gordy Tapp might have been one might of the judges been, yeah. and a few of the, a few of the other guys. But I do remember Stacy because that would be when I met you, I believe. Could have been, or it could have been. So what or year? maybe you brought her the first time. I what think year I... was that then? Oh, God. Well, I don't know. Probably two or three years after. we Maybe could have so possibly been 99, 99, 99, 99. Well, two. we only met in 98, I think, didn't we? Yeah, it would be about that time. And yeah, so whether or not it was the first time I seen her or not, but she was in the contest. And she, uh, she didn't win. But, but that, I was never up much on contests like that in my life anyway, but that yeah, day yeah. really did me in. And, and even the judges, they sat there going, we know that girl should have won, but that girl from Alberta, you know, she, they came a long way. I said, <laughs> sure, they came a long ways, but like Hitler went a long ways too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, oh, man. the the thing lost some credibility for me. In fact, the, the whole crowd was almost like shocked when <clears throat> when she didn't win. But yeah. so that's how I met those two, and. Uh, and I'm awful proud I did all joking. Yeah, yeah. You've been ruining your lunch ever since. I <laughs> <laughs> you see your lunch. Oh, one yeah, time we I, drive by all the time. One time we were doing some gardening yeah. outside, and we, me and one, one yeah. of my one of my ex-wives, and uh, I'd made up a bunch of chicken wings and brought them out, and we we're by the side of the hotel. And all of a sudden, some car slows down. My wife says, who, who is that? I said, I don't know, but you can just tell they're coming to spoil our lunch. <laughs> and it was them. <laughs> nice. And they've been ruining That's our that? lunch ever since. I, I do miss those chicken wings, though. Yeah. Like, Man. I must tell you, there is a... I've, we've been grieving them, Aubrey especially. I got him off the chicken wings. You, well, I know, but I could go for them now. It took a long time, though. <laughs> One night we had a... A pile of chicken wings out that were thawed out, and we had to use them up. And <laughs> Shane and had been playing with us. My brother was there. Yeah, me and Mike and I. Yeah. Ate. Everybody else was gone home, and I said, "You guys, I want to. I got to cook up these chicken. Cook wings. up these chicken wings. You, you have a few chicken wings." Shane says, "Yeah, a sure." A few. <laughs> we ate about fourteen pounds of chicken wings. <laughs> that turned me off chicken wings for a little bit. He was done yeah. for a bit, but he, I could really go for good. him now. Yeah. I could go for him. Uh, now. Where's Chappie when you need him? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could have taken care of that. That's true. Yeah, so you know what? It all sounds cliche. Looking back, especially with people that talented, the talent is is uh, the small thing of everything, really, when you think of it. Because we've all played played with, traveled with, worked with talented people. Yeah. But if they can still actually be your friends after all is said and done, right you've on. done something because, and they're something. Yeah, yeah. Because I got to the point in my life where I almost didn't care how good somebody was. Yeah. If they weren't a decent person or if there's somebody that you, you can just uh, you respect and, and, yeah. and, 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 and that's what they that's are. True. And I, I and I couldn't even joke that they're not because they are. I'm, I'm so glad I spoke about this last time. I'm pretty glad I found my tribe early in life like i i feel so grateful to be involved like it's it's like you guys too you're session musicians you've all you've gotten to know people and and through the process of you know being good enough to allow you to sort of pick and choose who you get to play with um weaving out kind of yeah you could be as great as you want like you can be as the best you know you you could be paul mccartney but if you know if you're an asshole you're you're still an asshole Mm -hmm. an asshole's an asshole's an asshole and you know I find the more I go on, um, you you find out you, you know, perfect example is is Pee Wee. You find people like Pee Wee, and literally, I would have an issue with anyone finding something bad to say about him. Totally, yeah. like he's one of those guys yeah. that you don't you barely know him, but you'll defend him till you die because You're he's right. he's just you can tell he's genuine. He's nice when he says, "Hey man, good to see you. I really love you, man." Like yeah, I can tell he, he's he genuine really about it. it. He still sends me email. Like I have, I I don't really know him. Mm-hmm. I know of him. We've we've talked maybe ten times, but he still sends me emails to keep in touch, just to say, hey man, I love those pictures of your family, and uh, you know, I love seeing you with your son. It's the most important thing. And you're like, he kind of gives you fatherly advice, even. Yeah, he's and really he barely good. knows you. He's like the world's nicest man. And to speak to what you're saying um, about, uh, you could accomplish whatever you want. You can talk about this. I would have never known he was Gordy Lightfoot's guy until someone told me, said, hey, man, you know that who that is, blah, blah, blah. 
he didn't ever once he talked about his wife and his kids mm-hmm. yep. always yeah. but you know what's, fun, what's funny is that's a steel player quality yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Like, it is no, it is, yep. true, like it is and i've you know i've joked <clears throat> over the years because my brother's a steel player right uh about <clears throat> steel player jokes and this and that but you'll you won't meet a steel player that's not a decent genuine person right because of the dedic- dedication same as fiddle the dedication that goes into learning the instrument right yeah so there's a there's something about them that is just different well, and Pee Wee is definitely one of them. Pee Wee's a great guy. Well, Jesse mm-hmm. tried to learn a steel and <laughs> had one gig, one threw, gig his, threw his fist through a wall and decided he's not a steel player. Yeah, it's yeah. a long story, but and it, it'll be in a bonus episode. One. <laughs> Maybe that's that's the bonus episode yeah. for this episode. There actually. you go. Yeah. yeah but steel is one of them instruments that every every great guitar player insists on trying to learn to play steel. It's like flying a helicopter. And it, it's awful, you know. It, it really is. <laughs> Al Wood, I shouldn't probably tell this story, but... No, do it, do yeah. it. Al Widmeyer, you know, played with me on the road for years and, and you know, and kept playing when he was when he got off the road. He played with different bands. But when I got the, the Thursday night jam things going, he brought his steel out one night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, How'd it go? It's a different situation. Not so good. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> We didn't even let him on stage. There was no room on stage, which was good. That was the excuse, yeah. Because he was down by the door. But at the end of the night, at the end of the night, <laughs> easier I, to kick him out. And yeah, Al plays, to the exit. Al plays, you know, he plays good fiddle. He plays great dobro. He's yeah. a flat top picker, deluxe. He sings, sings great in harmony. Everything. At the end of the night, I said, Al, I said, don't bring a steel bag anymore. And he goes, <laughs> I said, I'm not joking. <laughs> He said, really? I said, you know what? I said, that's embarrassing. I said, you, you're, you're too good a player in every other way. Or practice. One of, you know, yeah, it was or, or just practice. And he's not the only one. There's a whole no. lot like that. You should have heard Oh, well, guess what? Shane Gusey's trying to learn the lab steel, and the, oh, the sounds man. that are coming out of that office are a little it's different like than I'm used to do. Drunken Hawaiian. Oh, there's a lot of Don. Well, even your acoustic was questionable until recently. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's like a, well, that's because every true. time I every time I'd be around Paul, I'd somebody would play acoustic guitar, and I'd be half in the bag every time. <laughs> the odd time you were sounds like yeah. a, a seagull getting fucked by a oh, broken tea kettle. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was one night. Remember my birthday? We showed up. At, it was my birthday, and you guys were all buying me shots, and then got me up to play. That's where the guitar joke started. I know that. And then. Your dad, when he was leaving, <laughs> Earl sits at the table and Smokey gets up and he's leaving. He comes over, he shakes my hand, leans, and he over, leans the table. over and whispers in my ear. He goes, Don't let him make an ass out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. I, was like, oh, that ship is I believe dead. that ship has sailed, Smokey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that night. Yeah, see, but you said a mouthful there when you said about you say the same thing. You do auditions. In the, in the old days, you put an ad in the Toronto Star or Toronto Sun. Uh-huh. You were going west or something. You needed players. You had 50, 60 people call yeah, for exactly. a drummer job or a, whatever you had, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know you'd try them all out, and you and you'd try them in a in a situation like you'd be playing somewhere because we were playing six nights of the week, so you didn't rehearse off state. You you just brought them on to play uh-huh. in a room full of people, and you could and in most cases you could tell pretty quick if somebody can play. You didn't try to. You t- didn't try to give them something they couldn't play, but you tried to give them enough that, you know, and uh, feel them out. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes I'd hire guys by the you know near the end where somebody'd say, "Why would you hire that guy when you didn't hire the other guy?" Because the other guy was a way better player, and I use that expression a lot. I can teach him to play. I can't teach him not to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You know because you either you, you can you you either you are what you are, but you can learn to play if you yeah. want to play. Yeah. 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 True enough. And, uh, you know, I'm proud to say we made a lot of guys that they could play, could go out and play beyond it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, there's something like when you're going out on tour, you, that's, that that's is almost a, more that's important. That's a lot of time spent in a very small space with those people that you're with. So you yeah. better be able to get along yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying that since I started. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's it's 98% the hang and 2% playing. If yep. you guys hang good together, you're going to play well. Like that, mm-hmm. that I'd say it's more than half the battle is to find find your tribe and make sure everyone gets along. Like if I was going out on the road, it would have to be about the camaraderie. Like you can offer me money to 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 go, but I need to know if I'm gone for 2 or 3 weeks or a month out of my life when I got a kid and yeah. a wife. It's got to be kind of worth it in that sense otherwise 
it's not a, it, you're not having fun and if you're not having fun you're doing it for the wrong reason right yeah we so. did a you know we did things on the road that I'm not even talking about that. Oh, okay. don't, start, don't start giggling, Mr. No, Weber. I, Mr. I, was, Weber. I was hoping. I was, I was hoping. No, I mean, we, some of our philosophies, looking back, weren't right. Mm-hmm. But when you worked as steady as we worked from coast to coast, and we're as busy as we were, you needed to know that you have commitment. You needed commitment. Yeah. And you needed to know, like you said, somebody that you would have in your life, regardless of music. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you weeded a lot of guys out by doing that, but yeah, I would tell the different guys would come along and they'd be on the road. I want to work. I want to work every night of the week, and I want to work. They want to work every night of the week till you give them a taste of that for about six yeah. months and, or a year, oh. and then all. Well, I'd like to be off to go up to Sable Beach, and I I got a girlfriend at home that I didn't tell you about. And yeah, <laughs> it finally got to the point. I'd tell guys straight up doing an audition, like an audition or whatever, that. If this band is a sing- isn't the single most important thing in your life right now, yeah, I don't want you. you and go. that sounds terrible now because, especially now, because we've learned what's important. Yeah, right. but at the time, it made sense. Yeah, and I mean, I had I had kids at home. I had a wife and, and little kids at home. But you got to. And I was them. stupid enough to think that that stuff, you know, just sits on its own, and you keep doing what you're doing because you, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. I often would talk to, to to Shane and anybody with kids where their situations changed and stuff and and caution them yeah. because I did it all wrong. But in my days, you couldn't even phone home. A phone call home would cost you 14, 15 bucks. Wow. True. Yeah. So, you, you know, there, there wasn't the fact you could look at a screen and see your kids. Yeah. My kids grew up while I was away. My kids were born while I was away. Jesus. My right. first two kids. And, and you don't get those years back and, yeah. So to say now that to somebody that it has to be the single most, I don't, and I didn't mean you had to love Paul Weber, right? But right. you better love what we're doing here and and the unit that we're doing it with, because you get on the road and we kept the guys so busy that not too often would anybody try to steal them out from under you. But if I went to Europe or something, I couldn't take the band, or if I went to Nashville to record, I couldn't take you know the band. Yeah. I booked them somewhere on their own, Elliot Lake or something. And there'd always be people trying to steal your players because that's just the way, the way right? it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you learn a whole lot. I mean, that was just wrong. And we traveled, and it didn't matter the weather. I mean, highways could be closed, and you went through roadblocks going, you know, Fuck. through Wisconsin or wherever. <laughs> and it's stupid looking back on it now because you should never demand even from yourself that much, let alone from somebody else uh-huh. because it's just not fair. Oh, you're doing it for the love, though. You're, you're, you're yeah, there, and you right? were doing it for the right reason. Yeah. But looking yeah. back on it, when you got to look at your kids at, you know, 37 years old and 40 years old and say, uh, you know, you, it might not bother them now, but it's, it's, it sure bothers me yeah. because there's a whole lot of things you missed by yeah. not being available. It's 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 the silver lining for me in the, during the pandemic. I've got a – he's just over one, Nash. And uh, he – He's walking now. He's trying to talk. Um, the first half of the this pandemic, I was I was full time home, and then you know where I can going out to play, but even that dwindled, right? Mm-hmm. So I was staying home all the time, and uh, I got to see his first steps. I got to be there for these really important pinnacle moments, like what you're talking about. And I'm I'm actually that's that's the only real silver lining to all this is I get way more time to see my my kid grow and you know we're growing as a family too right so yep. we're, we're sharing all these experiences together we're in a traditional form life of a musician before this pandemic i i i worked what you're saying five nights a week and uh playing and when this happened and i'm i'm you know we're all kind of having to um get money from the government to feed our families and stuff it's so sad but i had to i was like i'm not i wasn't comfortable with it so i went out and i got a courier gig and that's the first time i've worked since high school i've always music's my life but again those evenings at home now i'm not missing anything you know what i mean and i i'm kind of grateful this happened to me for me to pump the brakes like what you're saying i where you kind of miss some of that stuff I'm sort of grateful to be like, yep. I get to see all that. And I'm, I get to say later in life, you know, like 
that thank God for that because most people would miss out on some of that. Well, I, I wonder, like you seeing uh, your dad, probably was he doing that? Like, well, it's funny that you, I was just as, as Jesse was yeah. saying, I was thinking of my dad, and my mom. Mm. Uh, dad played weekends because there was nothing else. Uh, there hadn't, there was no touring in those days. You, you had five kids, which with dad we had. You didn't stay home. I mean, you didn't go away for weeks and months, even if it would have been there, my dad wouldn't have. But he played every weekend somewhere. Yeah. It was a good weekend uh, circuit. Yeah. But my mom went along Wow. every night. Holy. And, like, uh, my the kids were spaced out of nothing. Our, our, my oldest sister babysat us, and and dad, my mom went along. And dad yeah. seldom went to play without her. And they played for many, many years. And when I was going to leave the road, I knew that things were, my dad was devastated. My, like, yeah. I had parents that encouraged, my, they didn't encourage me. They didn't say, hey, go away. Go on the road, <laughs> play music. But when I was going to go, they, they supported it. And I was at the Juno Awards in 86 or something like that. And I sat with with uh, Valdi. Mm -hmm. Valdi... Uh, I can't think of Harold, Eddie Eastman, the five of us were nominated for male vocalist. There I am dropping names now. But no. but yeah. I remember Valdi telling me a story that his parents, they kicked him out of the house at 16 when he wow. he wanted to be a musician. Disowned him. Wow. My guitar player that was with me 18 years on the road, Randy Walker, his real name was Wasilenki. And his parents, his dad kicked him out of the house. Wow. Made him change his name. Oh, because he didn't want any association with it, somebody who's just a freeloading musician. Oh, Whereas God. my parents, you know, everybody jokes, how come all you kids played music? I, or they ask, and I say, well, Dad bought a bunch of instruments and put them on, on their bed and said, don't you kids touch them. You know, we all started <laughs> all right. playing, you know. Yeah. And we, and we, don't push. But, yeah. but Dad, yeah, when I was going to leave the road, he said, geez, think this over. I said, well, wow. I, have, I have thought it over. But I think he lived his dreams that he didn't get to go and play out through us through, through, through me and my brother yeah vicariously whatever yeah. Yeah. I, was yeah, a, I was a surrogate uh whatever yeah and it was really hard on him when i uh when i quit the road wow mm. yeah i think he enjoyed being able to tell tell his friends and different people that yeah paul's in calgary or paul's whatever uh -huh. mm. yeah i mean he got over it quick because i mean we got the bar, and he got to play again with us and stuff like that. But <laughs> we share that in common with you, both Jay and I. Like we we've got extremely supportive parents. Like your mom is, yeah. Like, yeah, I can. She's been at all the big ones. That's right. And same. Yeah. My my dad's like my mom and my dad. My mom's. I'm. I lean on my mom now a lot for helping out with with childcare and stuff like that when I've got to go do that and Christian needs a break or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's. Uh, anyways, it's just yeah. good to have supportive parents and. It really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah, yeah Shane. Supportive too. family. Yeah. I'm sure you guys probably know that too, right? We're pretty lucky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it makes a difference when you've got parents that that are sure kind of got your back, right? Yep. For you. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, it could be. I was coming through uh, Minnesota and I blew the engine in my truck on the way home. And uh, <laughs> you know, you, who do you call? You call dad. Right. And I don't mean just for money, just for advice and stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, he. Like, he was uh, almost a better friend than a father. My mom used to hate that. When we'd dad would grab us and we'd say, well, we're brothers. And she'd say, no, you're not brothers. You're their dad. Yeah. But it was a, it was a special thing. And music music made most of that. I mean, we were in the horses together, too, raising horses. But wow. the music thing was the big, the big, uh, the big bond. So, and music would bring people together that otherwise wouldn't maybe necessarily even like each other. That's it. Yeah. yeah. To to get you to the point where, like you, at first, <laughs> let's get back. To, let's get back to you for a second. I knew that was coming. I knew it was coming. I was just waiting. Oh, oh, I, was no, no, no. I, think, I think I think Jesse just got his beer through his nose. I did, when I first met her, her at first it? I thought yeah. I didn't like her, but the more I got to know her, I realized almost I as don't much like as Paul's words. <laughs> no, nah, music will just give you that, give you that time to get to know somebody that you might not have took the time to get to know. Yeah, yeah. right on. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I always like that too. You'll you'll hear a song and you might not like the song, and then for whatever reason you have to learn the song. Yeah, or playing yeah. with the band, and you go, 
Actually, I kind of don't mind that song. Though. That's yeah. a yeah. that's a well-written tune or whatever it is. That gets well, and you. I find myself just att- I attach experiences to stuff. So you might not you might not like it when you're rehearsing, but then you go and the gig's great or something wonderful happens, and then all of a sudden, you know, that song is forever changed in your mind because it reminds you of a good time. That yeah, you it's true. It takes yeah. you somewhere. So, yeah. yeah. You know, we used to rehearse so much, um, and I missed that getting out when we got off the road. The rehearsing ended because with the bar, I mean, I was working. I, it took my uh, 13-year-old boy at the time to figure out how many hours I was working, 110 hours a week. Oh, wow. at the bar. And Keep the bar going. Yeah, yeah so it doesn't yeah. allow a lot, a lot for rehearsing. And, and we got to the point where, because the band was fresh off the road, we didn't necessarily need a lot of rehearsing, but we the new stuff. We You know, obviously just everybody learned their part, Yeah, as, as everybody still does. Yeah, And it worked out pretty good. Uh, but I missed the rehearsing, but we did so much rehearsing that even now, if we're sitting around playing euchre cards or something with, with my wife's mom and dad in here, and, and somebody wants to put the, the radio on, like, uh, what's that? What's the old, the old, they got so many different, Stingray, right? Yeah, All yeah. the different oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't listen to it because if I listen to it, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing with cards because <laughs> I remember the bass lines. I remember. You can name a song from the '80s, and I can tell you what town in in Alberta or down east that we learned it in. That's a good, that's a good exactly trick for the next time we play euchre, then, because that kick your butt. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they all do. I'm just gonna turn on the music, just nice and low. Just you know, it's funny too. Uh, I had a guitar. I mentioned Randy Walker, and Randy was already not slipping. He had a drinking problem that we weren't even aware of. We all had drinking problems, but. <laughs> <laughs> it manifested itself differently with him. It looked like nerves. It looked mm-hmm. like a guy who had never seen a guitar before. Wow, wow. And he couldn't play anymore. And it was getting worse and worse, but I was busy with the bar. And I didn't want to address it. He'd been with me 18 years on the road. And uh, when we first got home, the first, second, third week of playing, he just wasn't into it. And he was making mistakes. And we used to, we used to tape every night that we played and go over to yeah. the rehearsal. And I mean, wow. this guy wouldn't make a mistake. He just, he wasn't a, he didn't come from a country background. He came from a like more Southern rock type thing. Yeah. But he really could play. And it had a little different edge. And we used him because I didn't do m- much other than that. But to keep working that much, we had to play everything. So he would do the Leonard Skinner stuff and things like that. And But he could play. So, but the third week into it, he wasn't playing anymore very well. And I just thought he was just, disillusioned with it you know so i and he was living in kitchen everybody was around here at that point and one night we finished playing on a saturday night and like you know even not just him a couple guys in the band were just you know just getting through the night but all of a sudden the night ends let's go to the bar for some drinks and they came alive again and so we're up there having a drink i said you know what we're gonna do and they all left i said i'm gonna back i'm gonna boost that cube van outside that we used to travel in Back it up to the door there. We're going to load all that stuff in. And we're going to go to Montreal on the 401. And then we're going to head back and go to Windsor. And then we're going to come home. And we're going to unload it and set it up again. Randy says, what the hell would we do that for? I said, to show you guys that still want to play how lucky we are to have a place where we can play every weekend and not have to move gear. And if you don't have the desire to do that anymore, you just tell me. But, you know, it wasn't enough with him because he had other problems. And, right. and they came through about, I don't know, three months later, he was playing bad, and we got on stage, and the place was packed. We got on stage. And there was a couple of guys there from Ottawa, different uh, different record people here and there. And, and we got on, and I knew it was going to happen. So I go right from working the bar in the floor to I got to jump on stage and start playing then. And, I mean, there was 300 people there. And... So I always eased into it just for myself to know where I was at. Whether you know, I didn't just start singing uh, something that I knew was going to mm-hmm. be tough. I'd yeah. I'd usually start with "Good Hearted Woman" or something yeah. like that. Just something that you could do in your sleep. Warm you up. See where you're at. You know. Yeah. Still do that too. Yeah. He yeah. couldn't play. Like he he didn't he didn't play a note. What? Not a note. So then I thought, well, and I'm and I'm boiling by now with all these people embarrassed. So then I did uh, "Crazy Arms." Three chord shuffle. He couldn't play the intro. Then I did uh, Sing Me Back Home, Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. 
He hardly hit. He says, just like he's standing there looking up. Whose hands are these? Where'd this guitar come from? And I mean, it was something like you've never seen in your life. Huh. Wow. And you couldn't smell booze on him ever. And at the end of that song, I turned the lights off and I, and I, and I said to him, I went over to him, I said, I'm going to give you one more chance to see if you can play a song that you've been playing for 30 years. And if you can't, I'm going to turn the lights off once more and you're going to leave. He looked at me and I said, if you don't leave, I'm going to throw you through that window right there. And then you're going to be hurt and I'm going to be having to fix that window at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it's going to break my heart more than the window yeah. to do that to you after what we've been through. And I did uh, Buck Owens together again or something like that, appropriately enough, hmm. and he couldn't play. Yeah. I turned the lights off. He didn't say another word. He unplugged his guitar. I said, come back for your amp tomorrow. He walked off the stage, and that was it. Oh, my God. And it was, it was booze. Mm. It was just booze, but it made it. But you couldn't tell? You couldn't. No, I couldn't. No. And, I, no. and I know a fair bit about booze. Yeah. <laughs> but you couldn't see it. Yeah. It didn't look like, it looked like nerves. It looked like he was just a, a mess. Wow. And he was a mess. But. So that, that's happening at the Commercial Tavern. That's that happened in 1996 at the Commercial Tavern. And that man, uh, my piano player drove city bus for a little while. And he's, that man I'm talking about is still on King Street right now walking with a cane. Really? And he's, you know, I'm 64, so he'd be, he might be 70. But he looks 90, and he wouldn't even know anybody uh -oh. anymore. Oh, that's sad. Uh, that's sad. Hawked all his guitar, lost all his guitars. He had, you know, oh, man. Fender guitars and amps. Oh, jeez. And that's that's one of the sadder stories you're ever going to hear. But That sounds but like guy, a country song. That sounds yeah, literally like a This guy was so song. much for me. I mean, I depended on him like you can't imagine. Yeah. That's what he was for me until, until it all come to a head. Can, I, I got to ask you to, to come back to the commercial tavern. You if anyone's ever been there it's it's got all these pictures a lot of, a lot of pictures of you shaking hands and stuff but any one of them pictures your favorite or you got a story story behind any one of them you want to share there's one picture there that probably is my favorite and there's a lot of great pictures there but uh so many there's a picture on i got a wall as you most of this stuff is in a hallway into the washroom we're yeah. all up the, the personal stuff that way which is odd it's in the washroom hall but it is and uh there's a wall where it's all people that have died like I mean, I might be with them, but they're, they were, they're all gone. You know, like Gordy Top and Grant Carson, Jay Brian Oaks. They're most of them players. Yeah. Um, a bull rider buddy of mine from uh, Spiritwood, Saskatchewan. He's on there, Lee Antnuk. But most of them are music, music people. But the night that my last night my dad died, or before he died, he was on stage and he sang, oh, probably six songs with us. Uh, and somebody got a picture from down at the piano the, that he was mm -hmm. singing. So they got a picture of him, and then I was on the other side just looking at him and kind of not smiling so much as just looking at him. You know, almost, and that's yeah. that picture's on the wall. Wow. 17 hours later, he walked himself into the KW hospital, laid down, and died. Oh, 17 oh, hours after he sang it. So he was singing, or he was playing until yeah. the day. So that song play. was, uh, I mean, that picture is very... Very dear to me, but there's a lot of pictures in there that are dear to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you got going on? Still, you commercial tavern's still kind of up and running, right? We're still open for business at this point. Uh, you, you mean like what's my idea? Well, no, because we're not. Yeah. No, oh, okay. Not. No, I haven't real. The beginning of. Yeah, oh, I thought. I thought you were just trying to suck me into something there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> trying. That's to, not I'm your trying style, to... Mr. Weber. No, no, no. no. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to segue into uh, mm -hmm. to seeing what what's going on out there. You know like what? I didn't open. Yeah. Because uh, in in actual fact, we were already in trouble mm -hmm. before this, with our dwindling our, our the age of our people. They've all got conditions, pre-existing yes. conditions. Yeah. And times are changing. It just uh, it's true. The days of opening, you know, even ten years now. Yeah, ten years ago, if you would have told me that even an average country band or an average four-piece band wouldn't bring in 100 people on a Friday or Saturday night, I would have laughed at you. Wow. Yeah. It's changed but, that. But it wasn't happening anymore. Yeah. In fact, I saw Friday nights where not one person came. Wow. And we'd be on stage. I'd have door people. I'd have waitresses. And it got to be not 
not even so much about the money. I mean, the money was important, but, uh, you know, I lived week to week my whole life. Money never meant nothing to me. And, right. and that, that was always hard on any partner that I had because money is supposed to be important. But I don't know if it was the musician thing with me or the cowboy thing with me, but as long as I had enough. And, you know, we spent money trying to keep a profile and all that silly stuff, you know, to make your, make sure everybody thought you were doing well. And mm-hmm. But... It was more about the embarrassment once people quit coming. And not the embarrassment for me personally, not for Paul Weaver, but for the, my players, Barbie and Claude. We have a couple that are in there. They're just 80. They're 80 years old now. They've been doing the door for me since we started putting the cover charge on. I said to them, I bet it's, I don't know how many years since we had a cover, oh, but I remember gosh, saying yeah. to them, I've got to put a cover charge on because we're going to go under here. Yes, yeah. five buck cover charge on Fridays Saturday nights. I said, "Would you do the door for me just until everybody gets used to it?" Yeah. Well, they never got used to it because they were still doing it when we closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same couple. Yeah. Them, my daughter, a waitress, and uh, my wife working in the kitchen. My band, Shane or Stacy, were there playing. The guests. Never did we have a night where we'd have nobody, but we'd. We probably had nights where we had a dozen people, didn't we? Oh, gosh. And so yeah, did you as a Western Swing. Yeah, totally. The Western Swing, seven-piece band, and you yeah. might have 10 or 12 people. I was one of the uh, ones coming out almost every I Tuesday because I yeah. just, I fucking loved yeah. everything about what was happening. It was kind of surreal. It's like being in a Western movie, literally. You walk into a yeah. Western movie, yeah. there's a great band on stage. That's why they became my favorite local van- sure. band, and you guys became well, my favorite local venue to go see my favorite local well, band. That's was, everything, yeah. everything was perfect about what was going on. It's almost surreal. Any listener out there listening to this, if there's ever an opportunity to see that again, go do it. Just yeah. you don't You don't even have to like country or Western swing music to just at least appreciate what's going on in front of you like well, it, it, you're literally part of a movie almost like it's, you're, you it's know I, I think you're right not because me owning the place really had nothing to do with it it was more about the fact that a room has to entertain too that's right and that, uh you know great room that. For that. people will wait yeah. for food if you you're straight with them and say you know what we're really backed up and if they have something to look at that entertains mm-hmm. yeah. and they'll be so i i remember years ago you know, any country play, anybody likes country music, we can please them. I mean, we can please them with our eyes closed. Mm-hmm. But when you'd have somebody come and say, you know what, I typically hate country music and I don't like country mm-hmm. bars. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed myself tonight. Yeah. It doesn't matter why they enjoyed themselves. That's right. They that just enjoyed themselves. More. Everything everything yeah. worked yeah. together to yeah, make yeah. it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I had the opportunity to open, to reopen, First of all, when we closed, the last night we strummed the last note, I don't know if it was my sister or somebody saying, oh, well, you know what, it's just 14 days. I said, you believe that we're going to be shut for 14 days? You're wrong, believe me, because this government doesn't, you know, offer businesses already money to shut down when you're going to be closed for 14 days. We're in trouble here. Mm -hmm. So when I had the opportunity to open and I looked at the possibility of, Spending two thousand dollars on plexiglass. I remember Shane saying, "Well, I got a friend that can help you with that." And, but it was more than that. It was, it was the responsibility, the liability, the the fact that I'd be bringing this old couple in, Barb and Claude, to, to yeah. after the door. All our people are compromised. What we have left. Yeah. And they all, the ones that drove through the parking lot, I said, "You wouldn't come in, would you? Not not on your life." The smart ones wouldn't. And I don't believe it's any different right now, to be honest with you. With no, our it's people, it's getting worse right mm-hmm. now. Yes, but. and and in good faith, if we got to be in cages, a plexiglass to play music, yeah, we shouldn't be playing music. I I, I had uh, at the end there. I was using musicians' yeah. earplugs. I had in built ears. for me, yeah. you know, the expensive yeah. ones because I've had so many concussions and it, it started affecting my hearing. So I could put those earplugs in. In that last three months before we shut down, I'm trying to break these things in and get used to it. And I could have Shane or my brother on this side, and, and it wasn't. It was usually the snare drum. Yeah. Some, certain frequencies bother me, and everything just. And I got to the point where I'd have to look out to somebody and say, "Like, can you hear me?" And it wasn't fun anymore because. Yeah. And I and I think that sitting in. 
I mean, we've sat in plexiglass in the studios, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's that's, but that's a different. whole different story. It's totally different. And and for me, I just thought, you know something? I'm not opening yet. I'm going to wait yeah. and uh, see what happens when it's all said and done because I'm 64. If I was 34, I might have been chomping at the bit to get open. Yeah. yeah. I went through an ugly smoking bylaw in 1999, like 2000. Yeah. And it was ugly. Yeah. I had bottles bust over my head, glasses bust in my face. Jesus. For what reason? Because for taking you, you cigarettes were... out of people's hands when uh, when we got a bylaw that was in effect yep. that I just, you know, our bylaw people, all our government said was take the ashtrays off the table and put this sign up. Then you've done your part. You don't have to do anything else. And I said, now hold a second. Is this law going to last? They said, yeah. I said, well, I'm not the kind of guy that puts a sign up that you can't do something and then lets people do it. Yeah. Because if, if I'm enforcing it, yeah. I'm enforcing it. <laughs> and, it was, and it was ugly. Yeah. It was the ugliest. I've been through three ugly divorces in my life. <laughs> Two with child, uh, kids, custody battles, and none of it. And I lost my guitar player of 18 years, and that was hard on me. But that smoking bylaw thing just about did me in. Yeah. That's why I quit drinking and haven't had a drink since. Wow. I quit on New Year's Eve in 99. Wow. Had a drink of champagne. You guys might have been there. I might have. And Because uh, of the smoking bylaw. Yeah, because I knew what it was going to be. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, my, my point being, that's what happened with that. This would be no different. Yeah. Because even if we're dealing with 75, 80-year-old people, yeah. They're going to get a few drinks in them if they still do. And then they're going to be hugging each other. Yep. And then they're going to be jumping up and acting like they're going to dance. And and I just knew they'd be playing games. I'd be having to leave the stage and I would go. Yeah. I, just no couldn't do, I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have the head for it. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't believe it was right to do it. And that's well, why I never reopened. Let me tell you, when when you can... I will be there on night one. Yeah, don't I, threaten I me. Give you. Honestly, I, I need incentives to open. I've got. <laughs> well, I know, but I. <laughs> but I know uh, I yes, can. Yeah, I'd love to have you, man. But I, I, but I know I can have an open tab there and just come back another day to pay it. So, I'll be there night. No, I'm just kidding. I'll be there on night one, uh, supporting everything you guys. I remember do. when you bought that. You bought that. The only time you ever did that. I don't think you did that more than once. Left without, without paying your tab. Oh, I did. I actually leave one. Yeah, but you paid it. <laughs> oh but yeah, once right. you did. But but he bought a round. He bought a round for the band. And oh, he of finds, course, buying rounds I, for everybody. Of course, and then he leaves. I think and I so, I think I chappied. I think I chappied you by accident. Uh, <laughs> and I think it was Pee Wee that says the guy. It's easy. No, it wasn't Pee Wee. I'm doing. Yeah. Did you like Pee Wee? But Chappy. It was yeah. Chappy. <laughs> Somebody said, well, it's easy to buy drinks when you're not going to pay it. I said, well, yeah. <laughs> so let me get this straight. He locks his keys in his car while his car is twice. running. Twice. 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 Uh, I, we, th I think Jesse fun. Weber's had we more had fun, fun at the Commercial yeah. Tavern than any of us. I, that, was, that was my drinking hole for <laughs> a little bit on Tuesday nights. I had to make, make sure that there was a DD. Like uh, I had of to plan course. out my Tuesday night. It was it was uh, honestly some of the greatest times. Well, of my you life. wore your fancy ass shirt in there one night, made me go up and change. You, <laughs> you wore a shirt that would like a. I was so embarrassed with what I was wearing. I changed four times that night just trying to keep up with him. <laughs> just asking a wife, hey, is this good? Is that... <laughs> yeah, awesome. we, uh, That's yeah, you know something? It's it's almost. And Shane and Stacy been out. We uh, they camped out there one weekend with the kids. Oh, that's best awesome! Time ever. It was beautiful. The best we had, time we had a ever. fire. The kids sang some songs. And, yeah, but it's still so strange for me that I couldn't have done this. What we're doing right now, I couldn't have done this two months ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first month was okay because we had it, the weather was good for middle of March, and we had lots to do. I had, you know, the attic, and I had places to work in that hotel that I've been wanting to do for 24 years outside, so we were busy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I, and one night I was sitting there on, on the deck, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I've, ran, I've been running my whole life. Yeah. Running. Just even when I got to go, when I'd have to go get groceries or something for the hotel, and it was open. I'd have to worry where these construction guys that I'd thrown out are, you know, so you never were relaxed driving everywhere. It was always rushed. I said, now, through all this, is the first time I've ever really sat, sat and relaxed with anything. There you go. That was the first uh, month. But yeah. then, all of a sudden, it, be, it started to become hard to get motivated to yeah. do things. Because now, i got time I never used to have. Yeah. 
singing. I didn't I didn't feel like picking up a guitar anymore. Yeah. It wow. was just all taken from you, and I couldn't even describe it. We go to Donna's mom and dad's, and he, he played fiddle for uh, Stompin' Tom, so he loves yeah. playing. And he's one of the few guys that's playing like two hours a night every night of the week, hmm. sitting there in his chair. So I enjoy playing once I start doing it. I've done some Facebook stuff with my brother and my sister. Every couple of weeks we do it, but they do it every week. But I said, you know, I can't do it every week. I, yeah. I just am not into it to do it every week. And I even dread sometimes thinking about it. I wasn't dreading mm -hmm. today. I was looking forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome. But because it's changing for me a little bit, you know, but it's a hard thing to describe when you, when you don't even want to do what something that you did so naturally and love to do so much. Wow, you yeah. probably put more exactly. hours in than all of us in this room combined right. as far as it goes. Well, sure. So mm -hmm. uh, We were lucky. You know, we, we've talked about that too. I mean, we... Larry Mercy and I have often re reflected on that. We've seen a, a piece of that 40-year window that will never be seen again. Yeah. Even without this pandemic, it will, yeah. would have never been seen again. Yeah, you're right. It was on so, the way down. As yeah. Stated, and yeah. Like, look what the, what the kids have done. You guys, I mean, we've all just... When I went on the road, a, a terrible band, a ter not terrible, a, a mediocre <laughs> four-piece band. Who are you thinking? <laughs> exactly. A mediocre four-piece band could have toured coast to coast, or went a 150-mile radius, could have done anything they want, and made a living doing it. Yeah, that's how lucky we were at the times we saw. That's right. And then it just just improved from there, whatever the quality of the band was. But uh, different days. So now looking back at eight months ago when we were still open, it, it feels like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Because this yeah. has started to feel normal now. It's the strangest yeah. thing about this, about this time, I think, it, for me, is how fast time goes, Yeah. but how much it feels like in the moment you're kind of standing still and doing nothing. Yeah. But then I look and I'm like, crap, it's going to be Christmas. Yeah. And yeah. I just, it doesn't, you know, 35 weeks we've been doing this honky-tonk, like, that does not compute in my yeah. mind. That feels yeah. like it's in, an impossibility that to it's been that To work that on long. the same project for 35 weeks straight is, to me, thinking about that, like, I don't want to do anything for 35 well, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just thinking, like, I that's, that's amazing. Though, I could have like, almost grown a whole baby by then. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right? <laughs> like, think that through. That's like a whole no, right. pregnancy almost. Yeah. So it, would it be too much to ask then if we maybe take a break here and set you guys up and could you play us a little ditty? Uh, I don't know yeah. if we should or not. Yeah. 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 Please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, we would love that. Love right on. Well, we're going to, we're actually, let's set this up. They're going uh, to. From what I understand, you guys are going to play the new uh, music video, the song for the new music video that's available yeah. on YouTube and where else? Is there anywhere oh, else? Oh, all over the place. It's all everywhere. Places, anywhere you can, you can look at a download or, or stream a, a live, uh, or sorry, a, a music video. You're, yep. uh, we've got a new one out called This, this Old Bar. bar. This Old Bar. And what, it's about, what old bar are they talking about? You know, well, They're talking about a lot of old bars, but I'm, I'm yeah. so fortunate that they... Do I have two minutes to tell a story? Yeah, please do. Yes, yes. Absolutely. When they came to me with this song, I remember it was a busy night. We were standing on the dance floor and it was noisy all around us. And my hearing was already starting to get strange by then. I could hear somebody 40 feet away, but I couldn't hear you if you were talking to me here. Huh. And it was just, it was just, Weird. it was awful. It was a nightmare. So Stacy said, we've, we've written this song. I thought she said about a bar. I didn't know she said this bar. She said, here, listen, I'll let, you can hear it. Well, she could have put it anywhere she wanted. I could have heard it just as good from my knee as I could from my ear. And I listened a little bit. I said, yeah, it sounds good. She said, and she, and then, would, you, would you sing on it? I have a part in it with Harold McIntyre and Johnny Burke. You know, after many years, that you never say no to, to anything. Yeah. But I certainly, <laughs> certainly wouldn't say no to them. So, yeah, that's fine. So even right up until the time a week before when we were going to go in for us to do our parts, I still hadn't didn't know that it was about the bar until you sent me the <laughs> the lyric. Yeah. Well, I think you you sent me the music too, right? Yeah. Like I mean yeah. the, the song itself, yeah. Yeah. And I listened to it. And I thought, wow. Like I mean, I I was a mess. Niagara Falls. Oh, Mom and Dad gone. at the start. Yeah. Oh. And awesome. uh, you know and. So then I had about four or five days to get get myself ready to be able to do this. And I don't mean to sing it and do it. I mean just to, to be able to do it. 
And I've been the same way about the video. They showed me on their phone when they came out a few weeks ago, and I didn't look at it again until three days ago because I didn't think I could. So it's to say that we're honored and, well, everything they've done has been good for us, and I thank them. I thank them from the bottom of my heart. That's awesome. You're welling me up a little bit. You're welling me up a bit. Well, I, let, I'm going to go upstairs now and cry. Yeah. Let's take a short break. <laughs> you can cry in front of us. Yeah. I won't tell anybody. I got nobody to tell. But they'll be able to hear it, and I don't want them to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. This is Kitchener Famous, and we'll be right back. Tim Hortons. Welcome back, folks. Welcome. <laughs> well, we want to thank everyone, uh, all the listeners out there, for listening to us again uh, uh, this afternoon. We are um, we are honored to have um, Stacy and Shane uh, from the Western Swain Authority with us. Um, not so honored to have Paul, but <laughs> here he is anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we're a little di- we're actually dishonored yeah <laughs> no we're we're completely joking paul yeah. thank you so much for from the bottom of our hearts for being here as well those stories were awesome yeah we had such a good time so i just want to one last thing uh just say you can catch the western swing authority and all that they do at the western swing uh and, and you can look for paul weber at uh, commercial tavern.ca um they've been kind enough to sing us a song here uh while we go out so Take it away, guys. Thank you, boys. Thank you, boys. Smokey played fiddle is mountains.
Stop.